445, so, um, hey guys, welcome to One Shot One Quill. It's 2022, and, uh, it's our first episode of the year, and I'm alone. We are a, uh, whew, we're a tabletop RPG brains. Oh, I'm so Hello? No, I'm here. Oh. I'm here. You you missed me. I'm under this blanket. Hang on. Let me just... No, you set up all your equipment on top of the blanket I was laying under. And it <laughs> crushed all the air out of my lungs. I was wondering why that blanket was on top of the recording table. And it kept saying, ow, as I was setting up my recording equipment. That's actually a passive reflex of mine. I was fast asleep. Mm. I'm Spencer. I'm a co-host for this show. I'm severely under the weather. I have been. I caught the plague. Mm. And uh, while it's withering my bones away, I did just for emergency sake. Let me see. It should be under somewhere under here. There it is. Um, you see, I have this crystal vial uh, of a kind of ethereal looking substance. Yeah, I can see it. It's very ethereal and very crystal. Yeah, this is NyQuil and Red Bull. So I'm just going <laughs> to chug this real quick. Oh, that's Red Quill? Yeah, this is Red Quill. Um... Mm, that goes down smooth. Uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling better though. I'm feeling in, invigorated and also like I'm dreaming. Um, oh. <laughs> ben, you were going to explain what this one shot, one quill show is. What, what is it? What do we do? Well, Spencer, I'm so glad you asked because I couldn't ask myself that question and it was going to be real weird. Uh, this is a TT. Ooh, this is a tabletop RPG one shot brainstorming podcast. <laughs> In which we take listener suggestions. You're just reeling um, from the fact that you said TT and then kept going. <laughs> yeah. We take listener suggestions of a prompt and two items, and then we roll on a table and mission mash them together and brainstorm, and it's fun and it's a good time, and we hope that we come up with something that you'll enjoy at the end of it. I uh, just so happened to have, before I fell into my long night coma, mm -hmm. um, I happened to have brought those lists with me. I hope you have some kind of uh, some kind of a random number generator, perhaps in a physical form oh, yeah, that you could uh, like <laughs> a handheld even. Yeah, uh, I, I've got this real big ass uh, D100 dice. Uh, thank you, Luke. I know you're listening to this. And if you're not, uh, you're not my brother anymore. An actual die, an actual D100 die that we can use, because I don't know if anybody knows this based on how we talk about them, but the the D7s and the D31s that we mm -hmm. talk, we don't actually, they're digital. That's they're, the thing. they're on the computer. It's kind of a behind the movie magic. Looking past the smoke and mirrors. There's a little Andy Circus in a mocap suit who rolls the dice for us, and then we transpose those onto a monitor and Ben reads those back to us. So Andy... Uh, you don't need to roll uh, your big-ass die this week. Luce got us covered on items, because we actually have 100 items from the Bacob's Blessed blog list. First, though, we're going to start with a premise, and we have seven of those. One day, I hope, to, uh, as an important and must-be full part of the show, I hope to get a 3D printer and get designs for dice 1 through 100 and just... In an episode when you ask me for a new number, <laughs> we have to wait listening to the sound of the 3D printer going for like four hours. But fortunately for you, uh, 
This week we got a six. All right. Let me preface by saying that the majority of our prompts this week, our prompts, prompts. like a German, like <laughs> O-E sound in there. The majority of our prompts this week are from Kassoon.com, a, uh, a, a collection of randomized prompts uh, that I think were actually like even before then lifted from other websites that mm. do not exist if you follow the hyperlinks. Uh, so these are ancient ideas, and I don't feel bad picking them apart for that reason. A round-faced boy is looking for his pet frog, Trevor. The PCs hear a croaking noise coming from a building where several thugs lounge out front. So that's a strong opening. I don't like the world that this has created where thugs have <laughs> stolen a frog. I know that obviously it's got to be like so they need this frog for something. Maybe it's got magical powers or it's for a potion or something. But I don't like the idea that, the, that any world exists in which people would give it the option or not like, oh, let's go find a frog. They're like, oh, let's go steal this frog from a child. If it's If it's the prodigal frog like you've painted here i think then you know there's there's uh no shortage of gangs that would just take a frog uh and and take it to some kind of warehouse but i think um i don't know i think you're putting a little too much deliberation on the thug's part i think this was an accident i think the frog slipped away the frog snuck into the building through oh. a thin little gap and now the boy wants to get into that building, but the thugs naturally are like this round-faced boy is getting in the way of my thugging please be gone, and kid. then and then it's a home alone situation where the players um, have to lead the frog to traps yeah. that it uses to oh. kill all the bandits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've I've invented a video game. This is not a TFT RPG one shot. You also invented a a premise that is under the guise of Home Alone, but is nothing <laughs> like the movie Home Alone. You've invented a different Home Alone. I <laughs> From, like, an alternate universe. Small things activating traps. Where Macaulay Culkin leads a small... Again, there's... The things that activated the traps in Home Alone, Ben, I don't know if you know this, were Joe Pesci and another human adult. whose uh, name I forget. Greg. But they were quite large. Uh, yes. And anyway, I've Frog is honest. in Warehouse. We have to get him out. Uh, we. What might help us determine whether we're going with a... Uh, magical or Home Alone frog uh, is a copy of Home Alone, so Ben knows <laughs> what that movie again, what that movie is about. I've um, I got a synopsis right here. It says Kevin, played by Macaulay Culkin, wanders into a bandit hideout and activates <laughs> traps to murder <laughs> Marvin Harry. This is like you ran the premise, including the words wet bandits, like you ran the premise through several different translators and got back to English. Um, <laughs> I hope my microphone is sensitive enough right now to pick this up. Oh, yeah, it definitely did. Yeah. Uh, that appears to be sitting on a 72. Yeah, it never occurred to me that a, a ball of a die would be very hard to determine which one it landed on. <laughs> I hope you didn't like breathe. That might've just tipped over to another <laughs> side. Armor of glamor looks like a fancy dinner suit is actually a suit of plate mail. Interesting. looks like a fancy dinner suit. So this is basically, uh, I, I would have thought gleaming plate mail, but we've is got it? like a nice three piece suit. <laughs> 
This is like it's a James Bond bulletproof vest type yes, situation. Yes, it is. This is a James Bond suit. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, now, just because it looks deceiving does not mean it is any more maneuverable. And in fact, I would wager harder to move around oh, in. Because you're basically wearing a Tin Man costume. And it gives you double disadvantage on stealth checks. Because number one, not only do you have the sound, but also people are like... Who's that dapper looking fellow over there wearing a full three-piece suit? <laughs> I know regular plate mail is actually pretty, you could be pretty mobile in it. Like you could swim, actually, I'm pretty sure. You could swim across a river in it, among many other Olympic feats. But um, I would say this suit is the one where you should rightly get disadvantage on like acrobatics mm. checks. Uh, did you know that plate mail is not that much heavier than like modern kits that people in the military carry? Like, oh, as yeah. far as just yeah. weight, it's, like, pretty much the same amount. And they swim, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, regular <laughs> modern soldiers will swim wearing all of their equipment. That is true. It's That is <laughs> true. I, I believe for, for Desert Storm, I think the entire... <laughs> well, it's because of all the water from that storm. They had to swim because of all the flooding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're right. Um... I, I, I would believe it, though. Plate mail was, like, a lot lighter than you would expect, and modern soldiers carry a lot heavier shit than mm -hmm. you'd expect. Um, no, that, that all tracks. Uh-huh. It's literally a ball. It It's so hard for it yeah. to even stop. Uh, but a 90 is what we rolled there. And a 90 on this list. Sovereign glue. All right, I know what that is. Care that to explain? That can be part of what it, it's glue that doesn't stop. You know how glue you can pull apart eventually? This is magic. You need um, universal solvent, I think, to get rid okay. of sovereign glue or you know, spell. There's some spell that works against it, too. But I guess let's get to cracking then. Uh, we have this dice looks like candy. I got to put it away before I try to eat it. Obviously, I'm biased towards the idea that the frog ended up in here by accident. I mean, what do we have a third idea, though? I mean, I think the frog ending up in there by accident is fine enough. Because I don't like the idea that, that Trevor, the round-faced boy, got into any kind of beef with these thugs. Unless uh, this is like uh, f f the f creator of frogs. This is Froge, patriarch of frogs, and he uh, controls all <laughs> the other frogs, and that's why he's been kidnapped. But he's pretending to be a small boy's pet. <laughs> To learn humility. That's okay. Hang on. Now we're heading down a we're heading down an avenue. I like <laughs> the frog is not a real frog. It's something that is. It's like a druid that is polymorphed. It's the aspect of Froge. Mm. Um. Uh. It's a. It's someone that got polymorphed. Even. Oh. Um, you know any number of things, mm. but this thing snuck away from Trevor. And it needed something of great import. I'm thinking it wasn't one of the thieves. It's it's like a third faction altogether. In the faction of boy versus thug, uh, Frog here is actually like a whole different entity. He's coming after something that maybe the thug stole and had hidden away in here. What if Be that the, person, object. Wait, what was the first one we had? It was the suit. Okay, that doesn't help. Um, uh, <laughs> no, because I was thinking, what if like the thugs... They just have, I don't know, a dowsing rod that points them to something magical. 
and the frog was hopping along the path trying to find whatever else they have in this place. And then one of them was just like, hey, you Todd. That little frog's got a lot of magic in him. Did you say Todd or Toad? <laughs> no, I said Todd, that Toad that's a frog, not a Toad. Those are different phylogenic... Which one's which, actually? <laughs> are Toads the dry ones or the wet ones? Toads are the dry ones. Frogs are the ones that are slightly amphibious. Cool, blimey. That doesn't make it easier. we got nothing but wet toads laying around. <laughs> Freshly bathed. Anyway, my point was, I think both of them oh, can yeah, be... Oh, yeah, that's right. No, you wanted a frog. Can be wit, wit witches... Witches boys, which is compared familiars, that's the word. Uh could be witches familiars, and so I think we should take it and we'll catch um, we'll catch ourselves oh, a witch. Oh crumbly bumbly, I lost it. We've I, been talking we clarified so long that I lost it. I don't know how witches work. I think um I like I like this. We're gonna I think throughout Figuring out the rest of this angle, uh, narrow in what exactly the the disguise frog was looking for, mm-hmm. but the plate mail I think could be uh, a great element if we maybe the thugs are like working out a trade. I think these guys dabble in stolen magic goods, and uh, fancy people buy stolen magic goods. So you're going to expect a dude in fine dress dinnerware to show up at some point. Uh, an expensive client, he's your in. Like he's a great face you know, manipulation excuse to head right through the front door, bypass a couple encounters, get to the man so, in charge, skip a few things. So so maybe if you were to do some intel grabbing and use that suit, let's say, as a means of, like, infiltrating while being fully armored, you know. This is starting to sound a lot like a heist. Uh, a heist, a James Bond movie, a Home Alone movie. Those can be whatever you I want, mean, I've learned. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's all three at this point. Uh, what what do we think of that? Is that like a suitable use for the I, fancy I think armor? It's, I think it's a great... I'm having a stroke. I, I love that idea. Um, you use the suit to convince them that you're there to buy. You walk if up and maybe you're like... The- Oh, well, look, I'm your client and I'd like to buy your fanciest frog. I mean, you wouldn't. That remind wouldn't me, remind me, fancy client. Hang on, that's the wet ones, right? Um, uh. Hang on a minute. Uh, I'm the little boy from earlier. I knew it. <laughs> Good thing you told me. I was going to ask you to prove that you were the real deal by doing some cartwheels. Because oh, you I, look like you're wearing clothes you could cartwheel easily in. I'm really great at doing cartwheels. That's a shame you blew it. See you around, face boy. Okay, I'll be back later. So we've got a, um, I think if the party doesn't go for the infiltration angle uh, of trying to, like, lie their way through the front door, and they're going to, like, just crack a window and jump in, uh, maybe then uh, translocate the suit of fancy armor to being just one of the things that they own, or... Uh, maybe it's being worn by the boss, and he looks like deceptively easy to kill. Ooh, that's also a fun one. You can just stick it on an enemy, and no one will know what's happening. As for these thugs and means of infiltrate, I'm trying to remember. Am I forgetting? We had the fancy armor. We had oh, the glue. The, the glue. glue. 
Um, what's something they could do with the glue? I mean, the frog in his Home Alone escapades could use it to set a trap. Yes. Yes, he could. The frog could use that to, like, you know, put a little dab on the floor. And then if someone walks by it, I guess exactly at the 60 second mark. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or if someone steps on it and waits a full minute for some reason, they'll be stuck there. He finds one of the sleeping thugs and puts the glue on his hand and then puts his other hand in a bowl of hot water. I, I've never been to a sleepover. I don't know how this prank works. Another prank. You could you could super glue a coin to the floor. <laughs> that would really fuck up some thieves, I think. Some thieves and thugs. Let's clarify. What's the difference in the two? Uh, thieves steal. Thugs are willing to hit you over the head to steal. I see. Okay. So these are. Okay. All right. These are a cut above your average thief, mm-hmm. I think. A thief, or a club above. A thief ain't looking for a fight. A thug will get in a fight if necessary. So how can we use that to, um, I don't know, uh, uh, influence the design of our, our keep here, our, our dungeon of the week? Ah, you take the, bl- you put the glue on their clubs and <laughs> then... More pranks. <laughs> and then they're like, oh no, now I, I picked up both me clubs... And now I can't steal anymore. Because I don't have any hands. I like the idea of an encounter with a guy who has his hands glued to two of his clubs. And if the players can infer this um, about him, they can they can get around him by luring him into a room and shutting the door. Uh, just... Um, what about, ooh, I think gluing, like, some potion bottles shut could mm. be another, another clever thing you could have done. The frog could, may, maybe the frog was captured by these thugs, uh, and was, was caught doing all these delicious pranks, and so the frog was stuck, stuffed into a little box, and they super glued the, the, the lid shut or something, uh, and now he is... I guess at great risk of uh, growing to full size in that jar. Or drying out, because he is a frog. Yeah, drying out, that is a big risk. Though if he's sealed in a jar, wouldn't his, um, I think it'd be like a contained ecosystem, you know? Like his uh, his moisture, the humidity level would be constant, I think. <laughs> he's not a succulent. He's just a frog. I Oh, I'm thinking of terrariums. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of terrariums. Shit, I get those mixed up all the time. Uh, I love Terraria. Um, <laughs> Home Alone. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Home Alone 2 stuck in a jar. So we have, uh, I, th- I think we've come up with some interesting hurdles and obstacles. I, I feel like the the frog's motive now yeah, is we what's need the most interesting motive. to me. Um, they must have stolen something of import to him. That seems... Like something we can we can follow down. Maybe what they've if, got a. What if the witch that we mentioned earlier turned this person into a frog, and the thing that the bandits have is a frog-sized potion of reverse polymorph? Interesting. Okay. Okay. No, um, no that's. <laughs> let's come up with something different because that is. Well, but the I most, didn't say it was good. Don't get me wrong. I didn't. Uh, thing I've ever said. 
<laughs> and I've said a lot of Buckwild things on the show. Maybe uh, just spitballing here. Like normally when you get cursed to be uh, like a frog, you got to kiss a princess in order to be reverted back. Maybe these thugs have um, held a woman ransom. Oh, that's dark. Is it? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Shit. Sorry. I just I kind of I got confused because it's in so many kids movies as mm, a trope. That makes sense. What about um the frog hmm. queen? <laughs> what about the frog queen, Ben? You tell me. <laughs> you tell me what about the frog queen? He's coming to rescue her so they yeah. can go live a happy life. Uh-huh. He's just a sentient frog and is no, like also no, this sentient. Is, this is a druid that turned themselves into a frog, but they also want. Because they, they want to get with the sentient frog queen? The frog queen. I see. Okay. So they're, they did like a reverse princess in the frog. <laughs> Um, they did like a pervert and the frog queen. They did a princess is the frog. Um, <laughs> the princess is the frog. My poorly translated <laughs> sequel. <laughs> Shoved it through Google Translate. I almost like that one. <laughs> <laughs> By which I mean, I do like that one, but I'm almost going to include it in the episode. <laughs> almost going to go with it. I'm on the cusp. Um, I kind of, you know what? It fits my brand. I like, I like the pervert druid who just wanted to marry the frog queen, and she's been kidnapped, so he's on a noble quest to go save her. I'm wondering why he was hanging out with Trevor for so long. Because he's a weirdo. Maybe Tre- I mean, Trevor just seems like one of those weird reptile hunting kids. I think we all knew Tre- one. My cousin was one. Trevor has a really good frog trap, like that turns into a fully sealed frog terrarium uh-huh and the druid has been stuck inside of it and he right, finally right. got out and finally made his way to the frog queen and now you've got a moral choice at the end here uh <laughs> which is which is to return the frog to trevor's prison <laughs> you return the sentient druid do you knock the druid out while he's in frog form and return him to the prison or do you let him be a weird Ye- pervert and marry the frog queen which one's the good option in here neither okay okay so i, I it's that kind of moral dilemma yeah it's a witcher style moral dilemma it's an amoral bad dilemma choices, and you've got to choose which bad choice you want to make Okay, because I was wondering in what circumstance you tell the round-faced boy, Trevor, that your pet is not a real frog, it's a dude disguised as a frog, it's a real person, and Trevor's like, ah, shucks, (laughs) I still want him, though. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know where that moral dilemma existed. Um, Maybe you uh, unite the druid with the frog queen, and then uh, six months down the line... The round-faced boy gets a bunch of frog eggs in the mail. Is that the gestation period on frogs, or did I you pull that out of your ass? I don't know. I just picked six months. It's half a mm. year. Okay. I mean, it just seems just seems weird for how small well, they I, are. I, I wasn't thinking they were immediately going to breed, or at least immediately send oh, their... Oh, that's, that's nice. Their, yeah, no, you're send, like giving them time to get to know each other and for him to win her over. <laughs> I appreciate that, actually. They Let's need keep the honeymoon this. period. And then they need they need uh, a little bit of time to get their own frog spawn. Uh, and then afterward, they're like, we can send a few of these to the round face boy. Question. How do we feel about the frog queen not being a ordinary sized frog, not even like a giant toad sized frog? How do we feel about it being a frog hemoth? Ooh, and she eats the druid. Yes. And it's it's like a uh, angler fish. <laughs> 
Yeah. Precisely. It is precisely <laughs> like an anglerfish. Yes. She gets absorbed into the frog. He gets absorbed into her frog hemoth body as a sort of um, skin grafted set of gonads. Uh, mm. Look up how anglerfish works. I swear I'm not insane. No, here. That, that is how they work. Spencer, I think you have just here created the moral ending. The good ending. <laughs> That's the, the good ending. The druid gets gobbled up. <laughs> you punish him for his horrible perversions. Uh, we need a name. We do need a name. Uh, hmm. I, I've got one if you want to go the heist angle. Uh, it's okay. Pons 11. <laughs> no, that's good. I know we a normally... Frog... Oh, oh, how do you feel about Frogger Where Art Thou? Ooh, that's very good. We also do have uh, The Princess is the Frog, although that does go against our little don't give a spoiler <laughs> for the ending thing. Yeah, uh, that big rule we have engraved above our pod mantle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think any of those. Okay. How do, uh, um, I'm going to flip, I'm going to flip the cap to my, um, <laughs> my red night quill. <laughs> and it seems we're going to go with, uh, Frogger, where art thou? Mostly All because right. that one doesn't require the players to go through a specific angle. I feel mm. like they'd be really confused if they, if they didn't do the heist angle. That, that's fair. And then you told them, by the way, this one in my notes is called Pons, <laughs> Pons 11. 11. And you fucked it up. And also, there's only four of you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of One Shot, One Quill, everybody's favorite fantasy tabletop construction podcast. Uh, next week, we're going to probably do something weirder. And I hope you're here for it. And hopefully more punctual. Hang on. No, here it is. Find another bottle. Oh, <laughs> Red Quill. Yeah, why don't we just do another one of these? All right. Uh, hey, welcome to One Shot, One Quill. We're doing back-to-back episodes. Oh, we're doing it the same one. Okay. All right. Why don't we do that? Why don't we just record... Why don't we upload, a, like, an episode... I don't know, fucking, like, 30, 32 through 35 why? in one file. <laughs> why don't we do then a 6 Then I don't have to episode. edit as much. We don't have to upload yeah. or do different descriptions. I mean, it'd be so that much sounds easier. Uh, for now, We should though, thank people. Uh, yeah. For now, we need to thank Morgan the Bard. For our theme song, Alatavera del Goulier, off the album Lost in Time. Thank uh, people that reviewed. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, share us with your mom on Facebook. Mm, send us to your friends who have six fingers on each hand. And those two things are not mutually exclusive. So why don't we... Uh why don't we just get to getting, Ben? Let's do another one of these. This seems like a weird thing to have in the episode. Down the hatch. Welcome back to another episode of One Shot, One Quill.